Bet the House podcast drops on all platforms every Wednesday, discussing topics of relationships, sports, movies, music, culture, and everyday life. No PC, no filter, just the real from the real. With your hosts, Big Smash, Miss Shantae, John Day Delafay, and Dale P. It's time for Bet the House. Y'all know what it is, man. We're back again. We got a special guest in the building on the Bet the House podcast, a first-time visitor. State your name and introduce your platform, Miss Lady. All right. So my name is Rose. I'm a mom of three, and I'm the host of Mama Live. How long have you been uh, doing the podcasting? For three years. What made you decide to jump into podcasting? Oh my God, like when I gave birth to my second child, I, I was at home. So I figured since I was staying at home with him and I was changing diapers and everything, I was like, oh my God, I got to do something because it's driving me crazy. So I started Mama Life so all the moms could know what I'm going through so they could relate to. That is, that is super dope. Um, I have nine children, so I know all about the uh, the parent the parenthood. I love it; wouldn't change it. But I will say this: you you made them kids, so you need to take care of them. Yes, definitely. It's not about your grandma or your mama or anybody else. And this goes for ladies and men. Okay. It's okay to get help. I'm not saying don't get help. But if your your, your in-laws and your moms and everybody else had the kids more than you, you need to reevaluate your priorities. And I ain't talking about for work. If you spend more time in the streets, than you do being a parent, you are a part of the problem. And I feel like we as parents being having being responsible for another life is one of the most beautiful things in the world. So what is it? What is your favorite attribute of being a parent? My favorite part is watching them grow up. I have three boys, so it's never a dull moment. <laughs> you have three boys. I have eight boys and one girl. God bless you. <laughs> well, okay. I'll, okay, let me say this. <laughs> You're lucky it's not the other way around. Though. Yes, <laughs> I am. And you know what's crazy? My daughter doesn't even want it. Well, she wanted a little sister years ago, but she's like, she's eight now. So it's like, 
it's it, it's it's gonna be a big gap if if we decide to try to get her a little sister. So it's like she doesn't even care anymore. She's to that point where I'm cool with just how life is. You know what I'm saying? And my daughter is rough. And <laughs> I, I I figured it out that, you know, because my wife is always saying, you should take her out and let her do girl things. I'm like, she doesn't like doing girl things. She likes wrestling and, and fighting and kicking and she don't like princesses and stuff. And we we have been trying, but it's a process. Don't waste your time. She got all those brothers. Like, she's not going to want to do no girl things. <laughs> it's, a, it's a process. So what is Mama Life Plus? Three is it called? It? <laughs> my podcast is called Mama Life. My um, my Instagram thing is called Mama Life Plus oh, Three okay. because I started season two of my podcast, and I'm like, let me just do Mama Life Plus Three since I have three kids now. Okay. So, what is what is what what do what type of things? Give me give me a rundown on some of the things that you have discussed on there. Ooh, on my podcast, ooh, I discuss everything from my postpartum depression, like being like being over my head and being overwhelmed. Everything from, you know, the kids doing things like, you know, <laughs> like pooping all over the place or <laughs> me. Yeah, it's get it. It's crazy, and the boys acting crazy, and the kids not wanting to sit still. Like basically, how the kids act. So, do you believe in hereditary traits? Like, and when I say that, I mean like uh, children picking up bad habits from their parents. Yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> Okay. Because my boys, they have all my traits. Well, not all my traits. Like, just, you know, just one that I'm not really proud of. So, you said postpartum. Uh, how was that? How was going through that and dealing with that for you? Um, It was basically, like, trying to, trying to, like, be happy, but on the inside, I'm all, like, sad, and I would, like, go in the corner and cry, but then I'll, I'll just um, feel, I just feel like I have to smile because I have to take care of my boys, and I don't want them to see me, like, all emotional and stuff, so it was rough, and yeah, I decided to put that into the podcast just because I know other moms are dealing with it, too. Okay. Yeah, um, postpartum is uh very real and i try to tell people that just because people don't show you what they're feeling inside uh it does not mean that they are not that they are not going through things after having a kid um fun fact i was told with two of my children that uh, well, actually three, that they were very high risk. And high risk for uh, to not making it. And that was a defining moment in my life that I knew that I couldn't take 
uh, parenthood as a joke. A lot of people don't Mm-mm. understand that there are people out here that cannot have children, that would love to have children. So when I hear all the stories about people killing their kids and and all, all these little crazy stories, it breaks my heart. And then that's when I tell people that, yes, depression is real. When you when you have a baby, when you go through all the motions of, um, and I'm not a woman, so I can't speak, but I do have experience because I've been there seven times. So I know that depression is real. And when you have a child, you always supposed to take uh, consideration of how that woman's well-being is. Because some have been through it. You've been through it three times. So you are, you might have a little bit more of knowledge and understanding than someone who's never had a child before ever. So, and what, what advice would you give for uh, women who, who are going through or have went through postpartum depression? It's good to talk about it. Like, don't keep it to yourself. Like, never keep things like that all bottled up. It's good to, like, express how you feel and just talk to somebody about it. Did you did you talk to anybody? No, I should really take my own advice. <laughs> no. <laughs> I really didn't, only because I decided to just put it out in a podcast. That's, like, my therapy. Like, everything I go through, I just... I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to record about that. True enough. True enough. It's always good to talk about uh, whatever you're feeling because these thoughts that people have, and like, I hear so many other crazy stories and it just tears me up inside because it's like, why do we, why do we settle for that? Why do we settle for, you know, a lot of people turn down help. A lot of people turn down help. I've seen it. And it's like, you have to be able to have a strong support system when you're bringing children into the world. So how old are your children? I have a six-year-old, a two-year-old, and a one-year-old. Okay. Well, I have a one, well, I have a two-year-old, a three-year-old, um, and then I have 14, 10, 10, uh, eight and six, three, six year olds. Uh, two of them are twins. Ooh. So, yeah. Yeah. Two of them are twins. So what about, what about family life? Have you picked up any hereditary traits from, your mom and dad that you have passed down to what you're what you're trying to do now with your children or you know are you just one of them you're a totally different opposite I think I want to be opposite only because I don't want to pick any of that up because my parents spoiled me so I don't want to spoil my kids I mean it's okay to spoil them sometimes I mean, not to the fact. <laughs> like, did I really spoil me? So, so what's, like, nah. what's what's spoiling in your eyes? Spoiling in my eyes. 
Falling is like giving a kid everything that they want. Like when they cry for it, giving them everything. And, you know, not putting that discipline in. Like when they do something, you don't punish them. You say, oh, you're just a kid. So, yeah, that's that's like sporting in my eyes. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Um, I was definitely one of the spoiled kids. I was one of those children who... Um, I was the middle, so oh, you were the middle child, Ugh. yeah. I was the middle child, so I pretty much got my way, but then it was like when I didn't get my way, then you know, I would throw temper tantrums and um, throw stuff, or I would. I was one of them kids that was like, I, I'm gonna run away and not have nowhere to go, <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, I'll be right back before dinner time and shit. Like I, I would think that I had a plan up until uh I got cold or I got hungry or I got lonely and afraid and you hearing the birds and owls and shit in the trees at night and shit. Cause uh my brother, my brother used to build clubhouses. So oh nice. I felt like I had a plan. I felt like I was good until you know, real life hit. So uh, there were a lot of time. The thing about me, I don't, I'm a mixture of my mom and my dad. Like my dad was the firm uh, disciplinarian. My mom was the lover, the nurturer. So sometimes I have to know which direction to take things. You know, I don't want to be too firm, but then again, I don't want to be too soft. Because again, I have uh, eight boys, so oh, yeah, it's 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 different. You know, some some of them, I some of them is a balance. Some of them you have to give tough love to, and then some of them you have to, you know, give them a little bit, little bit of uh, words of encouragement. Because my children take things so serious, and this is this is what happens with me, I take things serious. So that is a trait that has been passed down to them because I take everything so serious and they take everything so serious. They don't know the de- the meaning of a joke or someone being serious with them. And it starts off with my 14 year old and he's a great kid. And I like that he's, he stays to himself. He doesn't even like being around his brothers and sisters after too long. After a while, he done pimped off somewhere to a quiet space. And there's nothing wrong with that. Now, my other children, they love to be around each other. They love to play with each other. And I think it's because he's older. You know, I think it's because he's older that he feels uh, uh, sometimes older kids want to do their own thing. Like, even with me, my mom used to tell me, hey, uh, if you ain't taking your sister with you, you can't go out. You know, so I would have to, I would get my sister, but I would leave her. Oh, a lot of times I would leave her. Like, uh, before, before, but I, I, had to, I had to keep eyes on her, but I would leave her. Because it's like, uh, if I left, I mean, she knew her way home. But if she came home without me, then 
it was a problem. So I think a lot of times hereditary traits are so dope because I think my son, my, my son, my oldest has picked up my knowledge of wanting to read and play video games. And he's like super good at that type of stuff. So some things, but other things aren't like, I never want my kids to pick up my attitude, but they all have, you know, they all are their biggest critics. They get upset when they can't get their way. They fight, they kick, they push. My oh, wow. two-year-old, my two-year-old, my three-year-old, who's actually a junior. Um, I think he has inherited that attitude and that anger the most because when he gets upset, he's uh throwing things. He's, throwing his head down on, on, you know, how kids fall down on couch. My CEO does that too. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, I'd be like, man, like, dude. And then my one-year-old, he has a habit. He's into the habit of hitting, not me, but he'll hit others, adults, kids, anything. And I'm just like, okay, I gotta, I gotta do some different things here because you don't want that to rub off, you know? So were you big on, on, so when you had your first kid, what were your, what were your thoughts? What were your thoughts about becoming a mother for the first time? I was kind of nervous to tell you the truth. I was nervous, but it was a good thing that um, my my husband was there. So we kind of, you know, worked together just so we could get the hang of it. And my mother-in-law kind of stayed over. So, you know, she could show me, you know, show me what to do and stuff. So, yeah, I was nervous about everything, like changing diapers, you know, the feedings. Like, I was afraid to pick the baby up, even though it was my own baby. I was right. afraid I hurt the baby. Right. I was definitely, I was definitely that guy. I passed out with my first kid when they tried to pass me the baby. So, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I was, I was nervous. I was scared, but um, it all worked out. So, by kid two. I already knew what to do. I thought I was a professional daddy by kid two and three. Cause they, they're every my, dad thinks that they're a professional yeah. daddy. Like <laughs> there, I got two kids a month apart. So by kids two and three, I had figured out that, Hey, this is easy. Shit. And then life, I really don't feel, I still don't feel I really got the hang of being a father because every day you're learning something different. So let me ask you this. What is one thing that you were taught as a child that you have put instilled into your children? Jeez, that's a hard question. Like, like I said, I was spoiled, but like for, um, for my children, like, I want them to, like, respect each other and, like, to to work with each other and not against each other. Like, work together. Facts. Because you know what? My mama used to tell us, uh, if y'all can't play with each other, there's no way in hell y'all going to be out there playing with other kids. If y'all can't get along with each other. That's how can, true. How can you go out there and get along with the world better than you do your own brothers and sisters? No, we don't. we don't operate like that. So we learned at an early age that 
uh, it's just us. When the back is against the wall, it's just us. How were you? How you? How were you? How were you with your siblings? I have um I have a sister like on my on my dad's side. I think we're like pretty good. Our relationship is getting stronger. Okay. So like right now we're like we talk most of the time. So yeah, I was pretty good when she when she was home because like I said it was like my dad's side. So she was mostly with her mom over the summers. So I uh me and my brother, my oldest brother, we had the 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 relationship. Well, my second oldest brother, my oldest brother passed away. Uh, so then it became just me and my, my brothers, my brother and my two sisters. So me and my oldest brother, we had the most rockiest brother relationship you could have. But, uh, when I made the big changes that I made in my life, these last couple years, he has been telling me more, Hey, I'm proud of you. Keep uh-huh. doing your thing. Uh, keep focused. And all my life, these are things that I wanted to hear all my life from my brother. Like, this is my brother. I know my brother's going to protect me. He's going to go all out for me. And he has. But to finally hear those type of things as a as a person, that makes you want to go even harder. So your husband is there. How 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 how? Is your parenting style different from his? Like how oh do y'all God. how do y'all how do y'all parent? How are y'all equal as far as methods, or does he do things one way and you go switch and do the other way, or vice versa? No, we different. Work? We different. Absolutely different. And I talked about this in one of my episodes. Like seriously, like he, I would say, is the disciplinarian only because like my boys sucker me sucker the hell out of me i don't know how but they sucker me so much (laughs) they do like they give me that face they give me those tears and it just breaks me down so like we're completely different he knows when to say no he knows they gotta listen to him he's he, he puts his foot down. Like, when I try to put my foot down, I think they just laugh at me and like, okay, yeah. it's mom. Like, we could just cry. <laughs> I kid you not. My, all my kids' mothers are the sucker parents. They suck him. I don't know how they do it. And even my wife, she is the sucker, the <laughs> ultimate sucker parent. My kids see her and they like, oh, we got her. We're going to get whatever we want. If the kids ask for a zoo, I'm pretty sure my wife is going to get online and try to buy a zoo. Okay. That's how much of a parent she is. Me, I'm different. I yell, I holler, I whoop, I take things away. I am very, very strict. And it's a reason for that. It's, Look, the world is not going to be easy. The world is not easy on children. The world is not easy on young adults. The world is not easy on old adults. So when my kids enter the world, I want them to be prepared. Okay? Yes, they're going to think that I'm so hard. But when they step out there in that world, they're going to be prepared 
because their daddy was so fucking hard, but at the same time, he was fair. And uh, I parent different. Like, their moms are more hands-on. Me, I parent from the room, okay? My TV is on low. I'm listening to sounds. I be cool. Nobody's crying. Cool, everything's smooth. When somebody starts crying, that antenna goes up. Hey, 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 what the hell y'all doing? <laughs> Who crying? What happened? I don't get up, but they hear my voice. And the first thing they'll say is nothing. Or it wasn't me. Or I didn't do it. I didn't mean to. It was an accident. Like, I parent from the room. I, I don't have to get up now. If I hear one of the babies crying, then yeah, I'm going to get up. But these these older kids, oh no, y'all sort that out before I do get up. So, so you don't you don't you 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 don't want to you don't want to spoil them. But you said that you are a sucker for them, and I get it. You know, as as you are the mama bear, so that you know comes naturally. You know, and I think. I think guys are built like that. Guys are built to be, we can't show weakness, but with my daughter, oh, my daughter can have whatever she wants. <laughs> okay. She can have whatever she wants. I was the kid. I was the parent who my daughter would tell you to your face. You could tell me no, but I'm going to go ask my daddy. He going to say, yeah. And she was literally that kid. And it got me to the point where, okay, look, I got to stop this. I'm not going to overrule people just because you think I am. Okay. You don't have me wrapped around your little finger. And, but in all actuality, she did. And I don't know. It just makes me feel good to know that like, like even now I'm, I'm in Minnesota. She's in Chicago. Uh, she will call me three or four times a day and won't sit there, but just look at me or I'll watch her do flips or something, just whatever, you know? And I, I take pride in that because I think daughters need more, more, more parenting than sons. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I definitely believe that because especially with her being the only one, I definitely believe that. So, what has being a parent taught you, though? What has been a what? What has being a parent taught you? It has definitely taught me how to be patient. <laughs> Patience is a big thing because kids will drive you crazy. Mm. This is true. I um, yeah. You got to have a lot of patience. A lot of it. And when I say, I mean, you got to have patience in the house. Yes. You got to have patience outside the house. Because it seemed to me that's when kids, that's when kids will test you the most. That is. They'll scream, they yell, and and you have to be calm inside so you won't scream or yell at them in public. Sometimes you might have to. But... Oh, I'm going <laughs> to tell you, man. Kids, they know that when they are in public, they know to test because they feel like they're safe. You know, they feel like, hey, 
Mama's not gonna act a fool. Daddy's not gonna act a fool, not in public. I think with me, I think I get, I don't, my biggest thing is don't embarrass me in public. You know, I don't care what you do in the house, I can fix that. But I don't want people in the world, I mean, they already think our culture is a bunch of ignorance. So I don't want people, not that I give a fuck, but I don't want people to be thinking like, my kids don't have no home training or my kids don't know how to act or, you know, they aren't raised properly, et cetera, et cetera, because we are in the social media age. That's true. Where people will pull out their cameras and phones and be like, hey, look at this man letting his kids run all over the store. I know. You know, so we are living in that age. So, yes, I have to be a little a little bit different. Like I never used to care. That was before social media. Now I care because I don't want to end up on world stars, that parent, you know, who can't control his kids, not control, but can't uh, settle his kids down. So I think a lot of times we just parenthood is parenthood is, 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 and it's not something you learn overnight. You know, you don't learn patience overnight, but then I always tell people, they be like, why do you have the patience to do what you do? Like I work for a uh, a healthcare, a help a help at home situation for like oh, people who can, who can't take care of themselves. And people be like, "You're so calm. You so you know no, you don't fold under pressure." It's a reason for that because when I walk through the door, it's nine different eyes, nine different problems, nine different issues that got to be fixed. So it's like. If I can deal with that at home, I can go out there and deal with that. So I just tell people patience, understanding, and love. You have to have a heart to be a parent. That's true. You know, if you don't have the heart for it or the stomach for it, there are people out here that would love to have children that cannot. And that hurts my heart too, you know, um, I thought for a while that I wasn't going to be able to have kids because I had, uh, well, the women that I was dealing with had three different uh, miscarriages for my first child into this world. And I thought for a minute that it just wasn't meant to be. Have you ever, okay, so how much of, with you being a mom, how much of you getting quiet time is important to you? a lot if if I get it if I get it to tell the truth this is the only quiet time I got today so (laughs) with you (laughs) with you so I just closed myself in my husband's office and this is the only quiet time so how how long have you been married I've been married for like five years and and what made you figure it out like this is the one, this is forever. This is what I want to do and who I want to be with. What, what made you, what made you feel like that you were ready to take that step? He was respectful. He was respectful. Absolutely. And I think he like, he treated me like a queen and most importantly, most importantly, he checks me when, you know, when I'm doing something wrong. I know like most women say, okay, I hate when the guy checks me. I hate when the guy tells me no. 
but it's like it was like a different kind for me because I hate a yes man like I hate like guys always you know saying yes to you to whatever you want I want somebody to tell me no no you can't do that no that would be wrong for you and I want somebody to just you know lead me just tell me no I can't just show me what I'm doing wrong and support me with whatever I'm doing. That's why I like. I don't like yes men. I don't like guys to do everything you want because that gets boring. I want somebody to check me and say, no, that's wrong. No, you can't wear that. That's not controlling. That's like looking out for you. I absolutely, uh, I absolutely agree with that. I think a lot of times with that, women and men need to check each other. Like, my wife is always telling me that I'm too firm, or I'm too hard, or I don't listen, or, you know, things like that. And I'm hard-headed, I'm stubborn, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I only know the way on that I know how to do things. So if I had all the answers, there's no way in hell I would have got married. I got married and I knew that I was going to deal with this woman because the care and for me of me and to me, I, I never, I never got, you know, so I knew that this was my, my, my beginning of love and my end of love. Like I knew I wasn't going, if I, if I, if we ever, have an untimely demise, I am never getting married again. It'll never happen, you know? And I keep saying that, but it's, I truly believe that. Like, I truly believe there is only one person for me. And if, if that doesn't work, then it's not something I'll be ready to go and get myself involved again because I'd be pretty done. I'm done. I'm done with it. Like, it's some things that people are meant to only do once. That's true. You no, know, uh, I can make a lot of kids. I could buy a lot of houses. I could buy a lot of cars. I could buy a lot of clothes. But I only feel like getting married one time. That's it. So if something was to happen, oh, yes, I'm going to have a hump-a-thon. Yes. But... <laughs> Uh, I'm not walking down and sitting in front of the preacher again. I'm cool, you know? So, uh, that's how I knew that she was the one. Anytime somebody accepts you and accepts your flaws and accepts that you got a whole lot of kids running around. Yeah. You might, you might want to get the handcuffs and, and, and hold on to that. That's true. They, they, they don't come as often as they should. So, I don't, I don't think I have a problem with her checking me or telling me when I'm doing something wrong because she knows that when it's my time for me to check her, oh, oh, it's going to be one of them moments that I am going to lavish in it. But the main thing that guys be just waiting on y'all to say, two things, I'm sorry and I was wrong. Oh, oh that is in the book. Oh, we just... Man, we just want to freeze time and wish we had a, a a a rewind button 
just to hear y'all say it over and over. That does something to us. Now, I know, are, are you one of the women that have a problem saying that you're sorry or that you are wrong? Or are you one of the women who is always right? Oh, I'm always right. <laughs> I'm always right. But, you know, I'll sometimes I'll try to admit in my way that I was wrong. <laughs> in my way. In my way. But in your way is you're not going to say that you was wrong. So you're going to try to do what? Some cooking or, you know, because women, women are very slick like that. Pour him a glass of wine. See? See? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Women, women are slick like that. Uh, she says she don't she don't bribe me with with with, with cooking because we'll let her tell it she cooks every day. So that's that's it. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's it. That's not a that's not an apology. And I love it. But at the same time, I ain't going to front and say like she ain't never said she's sorry or she was wrong. Rare and few. But. She says it, and I be feeling like it's very heartfelt. You know, I don't feel like it takes a lot out of her to say it, but I enjoy when she does say it because it makes me feel good because I don't know. It just makes me feel good. I don't know. It's, it's something about those two words that you can ask any man. You can go out and take a poll. What are the two favorite words that you like hearing from a woman? And nine times out of 10, it's going to be, I'm sorry. My mistake, my bad, you know, but understand that when they apologize, they're not apologizing for that moment. They're apologizing for the moments that are going to keep occurring because it's going to happen again. You know, and that's that one time that they're going to apologize. They're not going to apologize again. So if the same scenario happens and guys, guys, we are different. We apologize differently. You know, um, we get y'all food. It's a wrap. We feel like y'all shouldn't be mad no more. You know, we feel like, you know, buying y'all y'all favorite perfume or something. You shouldn't be mad no more. Doing a little something extra in the bedroom. Shouldn't be mad no more. You know what I'm saying? So it's different methods to us. When we, we will say that we're sorry just to stop an argument. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We will say that. We will be like, you know what? I was wrong. I'm sorry. I've done it a few times. Just to avoid this shit from me having to sleep on the couch. I'm sorry. I, I don't be sorry all the time. But I will say I'm sorry just to avoid the situations. Because when I got to make my own plate and shit, oh, you know it's a problem. You know, you know, <laughs> you know something going on. You know what I'm saying? Normally my plate is done and ready. Not this time. Now, so now, yeah, yeah, now you got to play that role. So, uh, I just want to... I. I didn't mean to cut this short, but I got a couple of other things to handle. So this segment is the end of the show and it's called Final Thoughts. It could be whatever is on your mind or on your heart. You have the floor. This is one of those Saturday Night Live monologues, speak your mind type of things. And I do this every show. 
So whatever is on your mind, speak on it. Okay. <laughs> Here goes. You say whatever. Yep. Okay. So this is for, you know, the women that, that likes to, you know, hold their kids away from the kids' fathers. I don't think that's right. Only because I think every kid needs a father and you cannot punish that kid just because you want to be petty about a certain situation. I mean, it's not the kid's fault. The kid didn't ask to come into the world. So I think you should give those fathers a chance because it's good that they're trying to be there. I mean, if they wasn't trying to be there, they'll be a deadbeat. So since they're trying to be there, don't keep them away from their kids. I mean, that is so wrong. You can't be two things at a time. Like no matter how you put it, you can't be the father. You can't be the mother and the father. You could be the mother. Kids need their father. Like you can't be the father. You can't talk to them about what a man wants, what a man has to say. You know, you can't teach the boy how to use the bathroom. You can't take the boy on a fishing trip. I mean, let their fathers be there. They want to be there. So that's all I got to say. This is true. Also, stop putting bad habits on your kids. Stop walking around the grocery store eating grapes and not get mad when your kids do the same thing. Stop falling asleep in church and then get mad when your kids do the same thing. Stop watching hump videos and then get mad when your kids do the same thing. Y'all see where I'm going with this? We have to teach better traits. Stop letting your kids curse and record and act like that shit's cute because it's not. Your kids know more curse words than they know the ABCs, okay? We have to change the narrative. We have to improve on stop throwing down bad habits. Tell your kids you love them. Tell your kids you love them, okay? This is what makes them feel like they are incredible and they are amazing when they hear that, hey, I love you, okay? We have to get, we have to rationalize and normalize being loved. Loving your kids, you created them. You know, you have people out here that were never taught how to love or how to raise, how to be raised. So they have a tough problem showing love. That's how my dad was. My dad, I don't think my dad was loved properly. So he didn't know how to raise us properly. He did it in his own way. I, I can't be mad at him for that, but I just felt like a lot of things could have been done differently. So I say all that to say, hey, the children are definitely our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Y'all know what it is, man. This is Bet the House podcast. Shout out to Miss Lady. Let us know where we can find your, we can find your podcast at. I am on everywhere you guys listen to podcasts. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple, Anchor, Google, Amazon, anywhere you guys click, I'm there. So, and you can also find me on Instagram, Mama Life Plus Three. Okay, okay, okay. All right, I appreciate you for coming through. And this is another episode of Bet the House, man. Y'all go tap in with Mama Life Plus Three, and we out.